0: I've been here forever. Why can't you just intervene? Do you see the tears keep falling and I'm falling apart at the seams? But you never said the road would remind me. You would take the broken things and turn them into beautiful stop searching for the answers i stop praying for nothing. the gospel chapter 23 from verse 39 to 43
1: Matthew 26 from 38
0: to 45 just have you Everybody
1: from Matthew 26 from 38. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Verse 29. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And said, Nevertheless, not as I will. But as thou wilt. 40. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is
0: weak. Wait, just
1: for me except i drink it thy will be done 43 and he came and found them asleep for their eyes were heavy all right 44 and he left them and went away again and prayed the third time saying the same word all right 45 then cometh to his disciples and said unto them sleep on now Take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. It's talking like my mother here. When my mom will beat us all the time and want us to pray, and we will continue sleeping in the place of prayer. When the woman is tired, they will tell us, sleep on now. The third night is over. You can continue sleeping. Amen. I'll be preaching today briefly on the subject, the humbling Process. I am more interested in my children being humble Than trying to be spiritual I am more interested in my children being humble Than trying to be spiritual I don't know whether you get what I am saying But I will give you an example that will make you understand what I am saying It is more needful to be humble than when you are trying to be spiritual number one reason is because there is this arrogancy that comes when you are trying to be spiritual there is this pride that sets in when you are trying to be spiritual in opposite to humility if you are not careful when you are trying to be spiritual you can be walking in pride example is that saul was supposed to wait for someone to come and do some sacrifice. The someone didn't come on time. And Saul was trying to be spiritual. And in his trying to be spiritual. He did something that God was not happy with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Joseph is being told by the angel to live with the baby Jesus. Joseph is told by the angel to leave with the baby Jesus. And to leave to egypt and stay in egypt there until herod is dead so what god wants him to do is pick mary pick jesus and start moving and now if he is humble he will just obey the instruction and carry the baby and move down to egypt but if he tries to be spiritual he would start trying to say with God all things are possible and he would try to say no weapon formed against me shall prosper and no tongue rise against me in judgment. Come on. So, uh, so it is needful to be humble than trying to be what? It's needful to be what? Humble than trying to be what? Trying to be spiritual. Uh, and the second example why i feel it is uh, necessary that you are supposed to be humble and trying to be spiritual is because the bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice obedience shows that you are humble trying to sacrifice is trying to be spiritual and uh, let me give you another example that will help you understand that example it is just very possible and it's very necessary that you stay away from sin and uh, obey the rules that god has given it is very very necessary that all of us have to remain holy and that if you're not married you are supposed to stay good and wait for god until you're married before you start doing anything that you want to do with your flesh Uh, but uh, trying to be spiritual is when somebody said let me just fall into fornication after this i will go and pray seven days dry fasting so that god will forgive me So I feel it is necessary that we try to be humble and obey God's will than trying all the time to be spiritual. Am I making any point? And now, it is also very necessary. The second reason why I feel it's necessary for us to try to be humble than trying to be spiritual is because spirituality is already a promise spirituality is already a promise God said in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and their sons and their daughters come on can we talk together shall prophesy and the young men will do what and they will see vision and even their old men will start doing what dreaming dreams and, and, and so it's already a promise that we are gonna be spiritual uh, but God did not promise us that he was gonna make us humble so humility is what you now fight for you need to struggle as much as you can to be humble because if you do not fight and become humble remember the bible say he resists the pride and do what and give grace to the humble in my translation resisting means he fights with who is proud come on god is fighting with anybody who is proud and uh, he gives the grace to someone that is humble and so i feel that my children ought to be yeah more humble than trying to be spiritual our spirituality should go alongside with humility it is not spirituality at all if it does not go alongside with humility, I, I pity some of you Christians who want to be more spiritual that a pastor gives an instruction and, and you tell the pastor, no, I cannot join the midweek prayer this week because I already have a fasting I want to do on my own. You don't, You don't want to do something that everyone is doing because you are trying to be spiritual instead of being humble into what God wants you to be and so when we look into the life of jesus we understand that jesus was one of the greatest men that has ever been not even one of the greatest men; he has been the greatest man and nobody can be compared with who jesus is you cannot even mistake him to Moses or you can even think of him being like Elijah because he was so exceptional. He is not just a prophet, he is God. He is not just any of the angels or people, people mistake him to be Jeremiah or all this thing. He is God. He is all on his own. And with his miraculous signs and wonders, even if you don't love him, you will love him for the work's sake that he had done, that he could change water to wine. He could lay hands on the sick and the sick recovers. He could call a man who had died for four days and the man comes back alive. That kind of a man is not somebody you can joke with. He could just hail on a lady who had died and, and say Tabitha and the lady comes back to life. Jesus was highly spiritual and nobody could even measure his spirituality with that of Jesus. But it came to a time that the owner of life wants to work on his humility. Sometimes you have to allow God to work on your humility because uh, I have come to understand that it is in God working in your humility that he can pick you and take you to another dimension in life. It is until God steps in and work on your humility and sometimes it does not just work on your humility but it brings something I call the humbling process and what he brings now work on the humility and makes you to be automatically humble irrespective of what you feel you are. I am going to make you understand what I am talking about. I am in a situation where you are a man of God and you are doing so much anointing, you are healing so many people that are sick and yet you are sick. You pray for a lot and they recover and yet you are still sick. Uh, Have you read about uh, Elisha? And the Bible said the sickness of Elisha killed Elisha. uh, Which means that even when he was telling Naaman to go to the pool and bath for seven times and come out clean, he was still sick. And so what is God trying to do? You know this young man collected a double portion of what Elijah has. So there is that tendency that he will start feeling nobody is as anointed as I am. So God bless him with something that makes him humble. That if you feel you are too spiritual, people will ask you a question. How come you are having this problem when you feel you are too spiritual? It's called a humbling process, that you are praying for others to have a child, and yet you are still praying for your own. Others come and tell you, man of God, when you pray for me, I conceive. And you look at yourself because you are not still having a child of your own. God uses you to bless other people, yet you are still waiting for your blessing. It is not that God hates you, he is trying to humble you oh my god i don't know who i'm talking to maybe one of the things that you're passing through looks like sometimes you're asking yourself does god really forsake me does he really have time for me maybe god does not even like me at all he tells me that he loves you so much but he's just trying to do what? to humble you it is called the humbling process it's called the humbling process. It has to happen to everybody else you will have the motto that you are driving to have and you will have the motto and go to hell. So sometimes God withdraws the motto from you and makes you stay with him all the time and until you are strong and now he gives you what you were looking for. And most of you why you are in this prayer is because you have a problem. And god knows if you solve the problem now you'll stop saving him so he allowed the problem to be there for a long time until you become matured and matured. and when he now gives you the answer to what you are looking for you are not too excited and leave his presence but you are still humble to go back to him and say god i know you were the one who gave me the child so i'm going to train the child in the way he should go that when he grows old he will not depart from it it's called the humbling process A humbling process that when Jesus began, Jesus has been doing so much miracles that the John Gospel said, if we want to write all his miracles, there will be no book in this world that will contain all his miracles. The miracle that he has done cannot be contained in any of the books. But can you imagine that God wants him to die so that people like us can be saved? And he is trying to be spiritual. He's trying to be spiritual he mobilized a prayer team and he took them to the garden. And these are the prayer team that are so great. These are the guys who prayed at the Mount of Transfiguration and brought down Elijah and brought down Moses. And the place was so wide, so he brought down these guys to come and pray and change God's will for his life. Uh, but it does not work like that when god wants you to pass through something you don't even know why he wants you to pass through that thing he could be he wants to pass through that thing and train you do you still remember the message i preached to you here once when i said that something brought me to the altar yeah it is something that has to bring you to the altar and it is in the altar that you have anointing to become who god wants you to be so sometimes you have to thank god for the problem that you have because it's the problem that you have that makes you anointed And it's called the humbling process. So Jesus mobilized these guys and wanted them to pray. And Now in a humbling process is when a prayer warrior wants another person to help him in prayer because at this point he does not trust his prayer anymore. A humbling process. I don't know whether you have been there before, but I've been there before that I am now calling on somebody's phone and I'm troubling him after one hour. I said, I hope you are still praying for me because I may be an evangelist, I may be a prayer warrior, but right now I am in my humbling process. It does not mean that God has forsaken me. It means that God is taking me from one step to the other. He's taking me from one position to the other. So he has to humble me. Else he will be raising people who are too arrogant and don't look like a man of God. And That is why sometimes when I look at men of God who are so arrogant, I ask them where they got their power. Because if it is how I got my power, it's nothing to be proud of. It's nothing to be proud of. It's nothing to be proud of. The more I see God's miracle, the more I kneel down, the more to thank him. Because I know how I was before he touched me. It's called a humbling process. So Jesus is trying to mobilize a team to pray and change God's will. Uh, but the team couldn't pray because uh, they felt tired. They slept off. And when they slept off, he woke up all the time and uh, to try to see if they can pray. And when he sees that they cannot pray, he tried to feed them into prayer by telling them you need to pray so that you don't fall into temptation. It was not the disciples that were gonna fall into the temptation. It was him that was gonna fall in the next morning. So uh, it is a humbling process uh, that is now begging on people to... uh, Now, if you look at Jesus' life, this is a man who just lifted up his hand and said, God, I know you have been hearing me and you're about to hear me again. So whatever thing I'm going to say now, just hear it. And he called Lazarus and Lazarus came forth. And does it bother you that sometimes you just pray for somebody that is sick and when the person testifies, you lay hands on yourself to pray for yourself and, and nothing happens? So he has been the one who prays this kind of prayer all the time. Uh, but this day he is praying for himself and, and nothing seemed to work. So he prayed for three hours. And after praying for three hours, he, he said, Okay, God, okay, let's not negotiate anymore. And not my will anymore because I've seen that you have failed to answer it according to my will. But I pray now that your will will be done. I don't just want to just calculate something and let it favor me and don't allow you to take me to where you want to take me to. So I really prefer that. You walk on me because I don't know where you want to take me to. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I see God walking you through the things that you are passing through and taking you to somewhere that He had been designing for you. Come on, that amen is not life. I see God walking you through the things that you are passing through. He's walking you through the things that you're you are passing through. He's walking you through the things that you're passing through. And he's taking you to somewhere he had designed for you. humbling process and there is no point jumping out of the belly if you are a baby jumping out of the belly without waiting for your mother to reach nine months you have to be humble enough to stay there and you know babies are torn upside down in the belly Whether you are torn upside down you need to be humble enough to stay there until the day of delivery comes there's no point trying to be spiritual and let me do the work that God has sent me into this world to do. And you are trying to come out of the belly when it is not time. If you try to come out of the belly when it is not time, you will be having miscarriage. That will be miscarriage and not delivery. So for you to really become what God wanted you to be, He who sent send you into the world, He knows exactly what He wants you to be. And you don't teach Him how to train you you don't dare teach him how to train you he knows how to train whoever he wants to train he knows how to take david and take him into the bush and walk with him and make him try to fight with lion and after fighting with lion he brought a bear and he's fighting with a bear and after that he takes him to fight with Goliath. He knows it. Uh, and it's called a humbling process. It's called a humbling process. There's no point trying to calculate your anointing with how you are being treated. And I'm so anointed and this is how I am treated. If that was the case, Jesus wouldn't be treated how he was treated. Uh, because on the cross, the Bible said the pilots and every other person start mocking at him, and they said, "And uh, let him tell his God to come down and, and help him out of the problem that he is passing through." Uh, but Jesus was just looking at them and uh, was not looking at them and didn't say anything because he knows that he is in his humbling process. And in my humbling brother, there's no point arguing something with somebody because uh, when we are in the same condition, you feel we are in the same condition because of the same thing. And let me give you an example that will make you understand what I'm saying. It's like somebody that is going to Port Harcourt and uh, you need to take a vehicle from here to Icarabasi and take a vehicle from Icarabasi to Port Harcourt if that is how you want to take it. And now if you are taking a vehicle from here to Icarabasi and you are at Icarabasi and you are waiting for a vehicle that will take you to Port Harcourt, people who are in you can likely see uh, that you are in a controversy that you are not going to anywhere. Am I not saying the truth? Uh, They don't know that you are being moved from where you were to this place because you are going to be moved from here to somewhere else. Sometimes when God moves us to a particular place, people around us feel that we are in the same position. Uh, the feeling uh, you don't have a child. Why do you even want to preach to me when you are also having a problem? You are also having a problem. You don't have a child, and you want to also pray for me. You, they don't know that I am. I am in my humble process that God is trying to move me to somewhere that is moving me from somewhere to somewhere that is moving me to. They don't know that I am moving that I am in my humbling process and so people started to talk to Jesus on the cross because they never knew that he was in his humbling process they started to say a lot of things against him they started to spit on him they started to talk a lot of things against him they blaspheme and they said to him you said you were God how come you cannot help yourself and the thief who was close to him told him I, I, I thought you were a man of God and I thought you have an anointing I thought you have an anointing if you have an anointing why not just help yourself out first and before you come and help us And because they feel that when you have a problem, that you are not anointed. That is what they feel. They don't know that I have anointing and that God has decided to suspend my anointing and allow me to walk through this thing because he wants to pass me through to somewhere else. They don't know. They just feel that uh, everybody who has a problem is attributed to his problem and demon is attacking them. They don't know that some people are in a machine and God is trying to refine them. God is trying to bring them out. God is trying to mold them god is trying to bring out the best in them nobody knows that and so let me tell you this before i forget in your humbling process god is trying to refine you Yes, in your humbling process, God is trying to mold you again. In your humbling process, God doesn't hate you. He's just trying to refix you. He is trying to make you so strong so that when the problem comes, it will bounce and go back. God does not want to produce something that is so fragile that can break after one year. He wants to produce something that will stand the test of time. So that is why He's keeping quiet and allowing you to pass through what you are passing through. When you meet people who are molding pots, who are designers who design pots, they will tell you that there are points that they mold the pot and they push the pot on fire and they allow the pot to be on the fire so that it can be strong against any problem that the pot will want to face. So when God is trying to allow me pass through my fire, it's making me to be strong. It's not forsaking me. It's just in my humbling process. In my humbling process, God allows those things to happen because he wants to refine me, he wants to mold me up, he wants to lift me up, he wants to just mold me, he wants to strengthen me, he wants to beautify me, he wants to make me enter into another level, and except I humble myself into the mighty hand of God, he will not lift me in due time, yeah. And so Peter said, we have to humble ourselves into the mighty hand of God so that he can lift us up in due time. So in due time is the time that is really done time that it's okay, time that is, it's fine and there's no point rushing and let us allow the man who is walking on us, to walk on us until he is true with us, when he is true with you you will not be the one to tell him that it is time to go, he will be the one to tell you it is time to go, there's no point comparing yourself with others, come on, come on come on, can I talk to somebody there's no point trying to compare yourself with others sometimes what you are carrying in your belly is more than what another person is carrying, so if the person is delivering too quickly, you need to understand that what I'm carrying is bigger than that. Yeah, I was told that an elephant and a dog had a pregnancy and an elephant was uh, uh, having the pregnancy for a long time and the pope had given birth to about five puppies and went to an elephant and said, Elephant, you are still carrying this baby for a long time. The elephant told the dog, he said, what we are carrying is not the same. And I'm carrying something that is bigger than the five of the things that you have carried. And when I deliver my own, it's going to break the ground when it's passing. So don't ever compare what you are carrying with what I am carrying because when I am in my humbling process, it doesn't mean that I am forsaken by God. It means that God is just working on me. So God decided to be careful enough to walk on Jesus. walk on Jesus and allow people to start threatening on his anointing, talking against his anointing. And the man said, if you have the anointing, I don't know whether they have said this to you before, but they have said it to me countless times. If you have the anointing, how come this thing is happening to you? It shouldn't be you that it should be happening to. Okay, don't even help us first. Help yourself first. And when you help yourself first, you now come and deliver us. And then Jesus looked at them and did not say anything. But And there was another man at the left side. Who was not just there was another man at the other side who was not just careful about what Jesus is passing through. He loves and believes in his pastor even when his pastor is passing through the humbling process. So he told the other man, "He said there is no point talking to him like that. He may be passing through an humbling process, but he's going somewhere." And he turned to Jesus and said, "Jesus, I'm guessing you are going somewhere. I'm guessing that the cross is not where you are landing. So when you are moving from here to your paradise, please carry me along. Carry me." Along. Carry me along to your humbling process. It's a humbling process. I call the humbling process a rope on the waist. A rope on the waist because God ties us a rope on the waist when we are trying to fly. He does not want you to fly out of His sight. He ties you a rope on the waist so that when you want to move out of track, He draws you back. When you want to get out of the track, He draws you back. It's the only thing that is making you not to get missing. You have been missing so many years ago, but He has tied you a rope on the waist and as far as the rope is in His hand, He keeps drawing you back to himself. He keeps drawing you back to himself. Have you been wondering why all of your problem has not finished one day? Some of the problem is just a rope on your waist. Something to put you on track all the time. Because if he finishes with all your problem one day and you are not my you can leave the track. And so God is a loving God, so he puts us a rope on our waist and uses it to put us on track all the time. He uses it to put us on track. He does not want us to have a car when we are praying to have a car and have a car and lose heaven. So he deprives us of the car and allows us to continue to be humble. And when he now sees the maturity in us, he does not just give us what we ask for, but he gives us shaken down together, pressed down and running over. That is how God is. It is called a humbling process. Everybody must be ready to pass through a humbling process. Because if you are not passing through a humbling process, it shows that you are not refined. It shows that you are not getting ready for something else. Can you turn to somebody and tell the person I don't look at how I am now. I am passing through my humbling process. Come on, talk to another person and say, don't judge me by what you see. I still have some anointing. And I'm just passing through my humbling process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As somebody, you are wondering why I have anointing and I'm still having problems. It is in my humbling process. And so God is trying to work on me. When He is true with me, He will see me and you will not recognize me again. Can you shout it powerfully, man? God is trying to punish you. He's trying to punish you. In the humbling process, God is just trying to furnish you. In the humbling process, He's trying to mold you. In your humbling process, He's trying to refine you. It's, it's removing the crude. Do you know that there was some anger you used to have before? But with all that you are passing through, uh, the anger is leaving gradually. Uh, have you noticed that there is some arrogant spirit that was in you before? And with all that you are passing through, the thing has left you gradually. It's removing the filter. It's using the theater removing the impurity in you and let me shock you when god is true with you you will like what you will become yeah it's a humbling process and i call the humbling process number one i call the humbling process the rope on the west that god is trying to drag us to where he wants us to be and the second one is that i call the humbling process i call it the cross because it is the place that we are carrying something that is heavier than us uh, he makes us to carry something that is heavier than us. And, and, and as we are carrying something that is heavier than us, he's watching us. He's watching what we are going to say when we are carrying something that is heavier than us. That was why the, the woman knew that, that God was watching Job. So he said to Job, Cause God and die. Uh, because he knows when you curse God, God will be so angry with you because he's just there, very close to you. And I thought Job was not with God because with the what Job is passing through, Job will easily feel there is no God around me. God has forsaken me, he's not even around me he does not hear my prayer but the woman said cause God and die which means God is very close God is very close, if you say something to him he can decide to strike you and so can you imagine that when Job is passing through the humbling process and after his humbling process the Bible said the latter part of Job was greater than in the beginning No, no, no. But in the beginning, he was still the wealthiest man. And that's the problem I have with you because you are too satisfied with where you are now you are too satisfied with what you have now and so sometimes when god is dealing with you you are telling god no it shouldn't be me it shouldn't be me you should be dealing with other people you shouldn't deal with me i've already gotten everything it shouldn't be me i've worked too much with you i've already gotten the anointing it shouldn't be me yes you are the world, yes man but he wants to walk with you and he wants to work on you and he wants to make you two times better than how you were before it's called a humbling process. So in a humbling process, I call it the cross. Uh, it makes you carry something that is heavier than you. It, it, it makes you carry something that you are carrying something that is heavier than you and, and, and it's even affecting your footsteps. It doesn't make you walk the way you should walk again. It makes you ch- changes your footsteps. Have you ever had some problem that he now changes the kind of testimony you give? You don't give some testimonies again because when you give some testimony and tell people the Lord is good, they will tell you how come that you are is married and does not have a child up till now. Uh, has it affected your testimony? Has it affected the way you dance? That you no longer dance the way you should dance because you feel if I dance the way I should dance, people will see that my child has given birth to, to, to something where when he has not yet given birth, uh, now it is a humbling process because God is making you carry a cross. And uh, it's funny when you are coming across and you get to Golgotha. You feel that that's a place for you to relax. You don't even know that that's a place they want to nail you on your cross. It is in an humbling process that Jesus was meant to be on the cross. And people said a whole lot of things about him. People that he healed were wondering, how come he's healing me and he cannot get himself out of this problem? How come? And uh, and uh, in an humbling process, a pastor prays some prayers that makes no meaning. Come on. Uh, can I talk to you? In, in an humbling process, you, if you want to record the prayers you pray when you are desperate, you will wonder whether you are the one praying this prayer. Uh, because he is praying, my father, my father, why have thou forsaken me? Uh, because he feels that God is no more close to him. He doesn't know that his father is working on him. He's working on his maturity. He's working on his grace. He's it's working walking on his lifting, It's walking in, 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 in his anointing, he's walking with him, he's walking with his stamina, he's trying to mold him, It's trying to make him better off. Even when he doesn't like it, the father wants to do it because he makes him to drink the cup because this is the only way I can make you better. Uh, he allows him to pass through the humbling process and uh, I have learned that if my pastor is passing through a humbling process, it doesn't mean that he doesn't have an anointing anymore. It is foolishness that makes people feel that that person doesn't have a car. Let me, not, let me not go for him to pray for me to have a car. Let me miss the one that has a car for him to pray for me to have a car. Because it is the one that has a car that has a grace to give somebody a car. Because the other one doesn't have a car. They don't know that the other one is in his humbling process. And in his humbling process could be the time that he has more anointing. Because God is trying to compensate him with what he hasn't given to him. Oh my God, you've lost it. When you are in your humbling process, anointing rises because God is trying to console you with what he hasn't given to you. So sometimes they bring somebody close to you, you lay hands and instantly the person recovers and you say, God, God, I thought you were not with me because I've been praying over a particular thing for too long and you have failed to answer me. And then you don't just know that you are in your humbling process and God is watching you. He's trying to mold you. He's trying to lift you up. He's trying to strengthen you so that when you are true, With all of this, you shall be two times what better than how you were. Yeah, it is a humbling process. And when you are in your humbling process, please don't try to be spiritual. And just just try to be humble into the mighty hands of God so that he can raise you in due time. Yeah, so so Jesus is now on the cross and is is lamenting, he is lamenting, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he feels if there is anybody that should be forsaken, it shouldn't be Jesus Christ of Nazareth because he is God. And, and Philippians said he, he refused to make himself equal with God, which means he has the capacity that he would have done that. Uh, so he shouldn't be the one. But, but if I have to make you what you ought to be, uh, oh my God, I remember when my mother used to bat my younger brother. When my younger brother was a baby, he will bat my younger brother and will strengthen his legs and will pull the leg to the back and will strengthen the leg when he's batting the young baby. Uh, have you seen how a baby is being washed before? He is trying to. And I was telling mommy, the more you wash this boy, you are making him to cry so much. So why do you allow him to cry so much? And he said, this is the only way I can make him to be a fine boy. If I don't do this like this to him, no matter how much he's crying, I will end up making him to walk somehow when he goes grows up. So I don't care how much and how many times he's crying I have to take the pains and do it because I am seeing to the future and I want him to become what I want him to become and not just to be anything else. So in the humbling process, in the humbling process we are in the cross and people who see us thought that that's the end of our life. They don't know that Jesus is just passing through the cross and immediately he gives up at the humbling process at the cross that he is moving to paradise. But the I a man who was standing very close to him on the cross knew that they are in the same pain. He, 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 heard, he heard when Jesus was crying like he had no anointing, yet he still turned to Jesus and make him his pastor, even when he saw that he was in a humbling process. Yes, can you go to a pastor to pray for you and uh, for you to have a child when the pastor has not gotten any child after his 12 years of marriage? Yes, you will be proud if you feel that the pastor does not have anointing, uh, he has so much anointing, he was on the Cross, but God has refused to help him. And the young man turned to him and said, I feel you still have anointing. I feel that you are my pastor. I feel you are taking to somewhere. I feel God is moving you to somewhere. So when you go to paradise, please carry me along. Uh, Well, in the other way around, he was telling you the man, he said, I don't want to judge you based on the things that you're passing through. I want to look beyond what you're passing through. I'm not seeing the blood dripping all over your body. I want to see the God that is behind you. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I, I see the same case with Nomi and Ruth. And uh, Ruth decided not to see the physical things that is happening to Nomi. Uh, and he said, I have believed the pastor that is in you. I have refused to see the circumstances around you. So by the fact that you do not have uh, money and you don't have your children and you are losing your husband doesn't mean that you are not anointed. And for me to shock you, your God will be my God. Somebody who has a spiritual eye and an eye of the spirit to see beyond the physical thing into the spiritual man to know that he may be passing through something, but, but this is just to mold him for his uh, this is just the examination for the next class's entry, and uh, so I cannot allow what he's passing through to make me to miss out the blessing that he carries. Yeah, so he's a humbling process. And, and, And it bothers me that God could keep quiet and allow Jesus to pass through all of that. He could just keep quiet and allow him to pass through all of that. So sometimes when you're passing through problems, you jump around and say, God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Why are you making me to pass through this? Yes, he's always around. He's just keeping quiet for you to pass through something. Because he's taking you to somewhere. Yeah, it's called a humbling process it's a humbling process where god is molding you he is trying to transform you i'm getting ready to finish now he is getting ready to he is getting ready to offload some things that are in you he's getting ready to refine you in your humbling process and people feel that you are not anointed but there is an anointing in you that is giving birth to something that is greater in you yeah, it's called a humbling process. Uh, and uh, uh, Paul had a humbling process also. Paul had thorns all over his flesh. He had thorns all over his flesh. Thorns all upside down. Wait, even the anointing that Paul had, why should he have thorns all over him? He had thorns all over him and uh, and uh, when he had thorns all over him, he uses his handkerchief. His handkerchief is what is called uh, the apron. He's using his handkerchief, the apron, to clean the thorns, to clean the blood that is in his thorns that he has all over his face. So he, he, he uses the handkerchief and uh, can you imagine that he uses the handkerchief to clean the problem and the Bible said one day that his apron got somebody healed uh, and uh, even the person who has a problem is sick. His apron is healing somebody. When his apron has been touching the place and has refused to make him heal, he said to us in the scripture, "He said, I I have sought for the Lord three times because of this problem, and uh, each time I seek His face, He keeps telling me my grace is sufficient." To you and learn something from there, because God is trying to tell him, I have given you enough grace to survive with what you are passing through. I don't want to lift it up from you, because if I lift it up from you, you may become so proud. Now, I want to tell you that Paul had started being proud in the Bible. If you read his letters, you will discover some trace of pride. Can I can I tell you some? Now, some of the trace of pride was that when he said, I am the least of all the apostles, and yet I labored on them all. Uh, It's a trace of pride, trying to compare himself with other people. Now, it's a trace of pride when he says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. How can you speak in tongues more than all of us? Did you calculate? Uh, It's a trace of pride when he tells the senior pastor, Peter, he says, I rebuked Peter. Uh, It's a trace of pride. So God decided to allow him with a tongue so that he will not be so carried away with the anointing and seal he's anointed and lifts and lift the steps of humility uh, so he's a humbling process and one thing I know about the humbling process is that when God moves you through the cross he's taking you to the paradise uh, yeah, In a humbling process This is where I'm going to end now He moves you from the cross to the paradise And when people feel that it is over with you That is when they see you Spring forward again Oh God the Bible has made me to understand that Except a corn of wheat falls to the ground And dies He cannot spring forward again So do you know why God has allowed you to fall to the ground He wants you to spring forward again He wants you to come out Now why he doesn't want to help you uh, Out when you are not falling to the ground Is That if he helps you now You will feel Some things will be in you That have not yet died So he allows you to die And so that you will also come back again He allowed all your strength to be gone He allows you to try all the medicines, So that you can say It was the Lord who healed me Not the doctor's efforts It's a humbling process A humbling process Hey I don't know whether you've been through a humbling process before. I've been through a humbling process several times. I've been through a humbling process. I started preaching very young. And each time I preach, and pastors try to introduce me, they will will make mentions of something like, uh, uh, he's a great preacher, he's a very young man of God, very handsome. And so they keep saying, very young man of God, I'm very handsome. And God gave me a mark on my face just to humble me. So I won't just be a young man of God, very handsome, and miss out the steps he wants me to take. Come on. It's a humbling process that sometimes God allows you to pass through some things over and over. And I remember a young lady was he listening to my message and God blessed somewhere in Calabar. And, and uh, when he now saw me preaching in Calabar, he said, if he's that anointed, how come he has a mark on his face? And I feel it's just a humbling process. A situation where God is trying to tell you, I am the one controlling you. You are not the one controlling me. I am the one walking on you. I choose to work in the inside and I choose to use any vessel I want. And you don't tell God how he wants to work on you. He is the one who is using you for some things he wants to. So he has to mold you to be strong enough for what he wants to use you for. Uh, so it's a humbling process. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Hey, somebody you are listening to me. You feel that what you are passing through is too much. God has forsaken you. You feel you don't have any other anointing before because of the things that you are passing through. Yes, you are listening to me. You feel that God has left you, and what has happened to you has made you to say a lot of things. And don't forget, I say, whenever you are in the humbling process, God is observing you. It's listening to the things that you're going to say. It's listening to the things that you're going to do is listening to you carefully. And he wants to know, will you still glorify me in your pains? And uh, with all the things that pass you through, will you ignore the problem and still worship me? And uh, still worship me like you have no problem? Will you still glorify me? Then if you glorify him, then it shows uh, that you are humble. And when you are humble, he when, he when he resists the pride, he takes grace and gives to those that are humble. I, I don't know what you are passing through, but I feel that there are people in this hall who are passing through a humbling process the devil has been dealing with you and he feels that he is dealing with you because he has power he doesn't know that he's dealing with you because god has allowed him to deal with you for just a little period of time so just for him to teach you how to pray just for him to teach you how to fast the devil feel that he has power over you now the wizards and wizards in your family feel that they are the one controlling you now they don't know it is just creating a little space for him to work on my prayer life creating a little space for him to work on on my life and when he's true with me no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper and any tongue rising against me in judgment God will condemn it it is only in a humbling process humbling process come on I thought you were going to start praying so I can pray with you humbling process you are wondering why you have been looking for a job for a lot of times and, uh, and you don't have the job and others are having the job and you've tried all you can and when you try all you can and nothing works, and you start feeling God has, has forsaken you, no, He hasn't forsaken you. He's right there with you. You are just in your humbling process. A humbling process. Uh, in a humbling process, it's moving you from cross to paradise. And uh, it's moving you from cross to paradise. Mm. Uh, How come the the bones of Elisha could wake somebody up when the person had died and when the Bible said the sickness of Elisha killed Elisha and so he still had the anointing yes, God leaving with the problem so that you won't be too anointed and and get out of track get out of track maybe you don't have a problem maybe you don't have a prayer point to pray you're going to say God thank you for what you are passing me through come on You don't have much time to pray, so pray with all of your hands. Thank you for what you are passing me through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you don't like it, but that's the only thing that can make you the spiritual. It is called a humbling process. Uh, So in a humbling process, Jesus is saying, Nevertheless, not my will. I was not the one creating myself for this assignment. You were the one who created me. So I I cease to struggle. Not what I want, but what you want. There's a woman, you're listening to me here. You have been struggling in your marital home. You have been having problems in your marriage. Your husband has been giving you problems. And God is telling me that he's telling you That is passing you through that thing for him to humble you. He is making you to start taking some things you wouldn't have taken. Uh, Do you remember when you got married that you used to say, I mean I can't take any nonsense. I can't take any nonsense from anybody. But God has tried to make you humble so that you can start taking some certain things in order to be able to bring up children who will fear the Lord. Yeah, it's called a humbling process. Thanking him for what he's passing you through. I was preaching someday on the problem. My problem, I was preaching someday on the topic. My problems got me anointed. My problems got me anointed. And so sometimes God an- I had to allow you to pass through some problems so you can be heavily anointed. Yeah. Yeah. I have a message for seven people listening to me on that sound of my voice. God is telling me that you are on a transition. It's moving you from where you are now to somewhere else. Come on. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Lift up your hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lift up your hands. Something is happening to somebody right now. Yeah. There are people you are listening to me here. God is telling me that today must be the end of what you are struggling. Listen to me. A humbling process is like a school. After some time God graduates you from that place and puts you to wherever you are. So God said I should tell most of you that are listening to me, about 22 years you are listening to me, under the sound of my voice. God said I should tell you that today marks your graduation day. Lift up your hands, lift up your hands. Now there's somebody God is telling me I should tell you that because you did not leave, because you did not go for a diabolic house. Because you didn't go for, for a susaya to see what is happening to you. Because you passed through all those tests. Because you didn't go for a brotherhood man to come and do assignment in your house. He has answered your prayers. Come on. Something is happening in this house. Lift up your hands. kobo something is happening, something is happening. I see sickness living somebody's body. I see sickness living somebody's body. I see cancer living somebody's body. I see ulcer living somebody's body. Hayaba ya. High blood pressure is gone. Mari Kobo Shikayaba. God is passing you through. High blood pressure is gone. There's somebody you're listening to me. You are having a high blood pressure. You are too young to have the high blood pressure. You have been complaining. You have been complaining I'm too young to have a high blood pressure. Why should I be having a high blood pressure in my age? God says that it's leaving you right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. now. I see God releasing some babies in the house. Come on. He's releasing babies. He's releasing babies. God is releasing babies. Come on. God is releasing babies. He's releasing babies. He's He's releasing babies. Somebody, you're listening to me under the sound of my voice. People in your family have that problem. They don't have children easily. You're listening to me under the sound of my voice. They don't have children easily. And when they have children, they give birth to the children through CS. Yeah, you are listening to me on the sun they, 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 they give it to the children through seas, through oppression. And God said he's going to deliver you people out of that. Yeah. It's a deliverance service. Lift up your hands. Marobo I've seen like 12 angels in the house, 12 angels walking in the house. They are walking from the first to the last, they are walking from the front seat to the last seat. There are angels in the house, angels, angels walking in the house. Angels of God are walking in the house. Ela. Stop shaking. Stop shaking I see heaven open for somebody right now. I see heaven open for somebody right now. I'm seeing heaven open for somebody right now. Heaven is open for somebody right now. Heavens, 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 heavens are opening heavens. Tha- angels are opening. Mm-hmm. Twelve angels are laying somebody's hand on the body now. Twelve angels are walking now. I see angels laying hands on people's body. 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 Huh? I'm seeing a spell being, being taken away from somebody's body right now I, I'm seeing a spell He's being taken off somebody's body right now Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say it again The person that has this amen is not shouting it the president that has this prophecy is not shouting Amen. I'm seeing a spear taken off from somebody's body right now. It, it looks like a snake a snake scale. It looks like a snake scale. It, it does not allow you to be free to do the things you used to do. It is coming off from your body right now. Right now. Right now. Usher's helper. Usha should help her. Usha should help her. Don't let her fall. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Women who have had problems after giving birth to the children, they have had problems on their lower abdomen. Lay hands right there now. You've had problems on your lower abdomen after giving birth to the children. Lay hands on that place right now. God is touching that place. Zabende kobo rivo There's a lady here. You have been fighting with an old woman in your dream. You have been fighting with an old woman in your dream. God is giving you an anointing to fight and defeat that old woman.
0: Helper, helper. Oshas helper. koya.
1: Oshas helper. You've been fighting with an old woman in the dream now. I see God giving you an anointing to overcome that old wish. Ladies, are you still laying on your, your hands there? I see God touching you from your hands. He's touching that your lower abdomen now. Come on, come on, come on. That pain is over right now. That problem is over right now. Somebody you are here, you didn't actually want to come to this program. Uh, You were feeling reluctant, but you finally came. And now you are hearing that it it was because of you that God actually brought you to come to here, to to this place for you to listen to what you are listening to. I see you having what your expectation is right now. There's a woman, you are here, you are, you are struggling, you are struggling too much to take care of your children, your children are many, you are struggling too much. God said he's going to pass through one of your children to reward you. Yeah. Lift your hands up, let me pray for you. Lord, I see healing everywhere. I don't see sickness, Lord, I see healing everywhere. I Mosi healing everywhere. Talide de zika na da kaya. Zakaya hapa. kaya. Oshashuthapa. Libosika na da kaya. Labokobosike na da kaya. Oshashuthapa. Libere nebobosike na Hey, There is an oppression, there is an oppression that would have come up in May. There is an oppression, somebody would have been on a sick bed under oppression by May. But God said that the oppression has been taken away. The things I'm saying are so significant I you need to pay attention. There is an eye in there that would have surfaced by me. And would have taken you to the hospital for an operation. But I hear God say I've taken it away. Now, now, hold her, hold her. Don't allow her to fall. Now, now, this is how you will know you are the person. An angel is operating you right now. When you get back home, this is how you know you're the person. When you get back home, you will feel somehow, you feel like your whole system is having a problem. You will feel some pains. You are just feeling those pain, not because you are sick, but because you are out of the oppression ground of the Holy Ghost. And after a little while, you will be perfectly alright. Lift up your hands. Lord, I thank you. I give you the glory. Kayabaya. There's a son you are listening to me here, your parents have lost hope that they will not, they will not, yet you will not bring them any good thing. You are a son. you are listening to me under the sound of my voice, your parents have lost hope on you. They feel you will not be the one to bring them any good thing. When they are counting their children that they are expecting something from, they don't seem to count you. But I see God saying that he will, he will lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you for passing people from their humbling process to their greater heights. I love you because you've changed their destiny. I love you because you are working on them right now. Lord, from the first person in this house to the last person, I declare that your hand will touch all of us. Father, what we are passing through will not be the end of our life. Lord, I see this to be a transition. As we leave this ground, we are leaving this ground to somewhere else. That is bigger than where we were before. In the name of Jesus. Lord, in this service, somebody who was a tenant will become a landlord. Lord, and that is why they are mocking you. That's why they are mocking you. God is soon giving you a house of your own. I don't know who has that prophecy. That is why they are mocking you. God wants to give you a house of your own. There's a lady you are listening to me under the sound of my voice. A young girl you are in school. You are listening to me under the sound of my voice. God wants to give you a man that, is, that has already finished building a house. Yeah. Thank you Lord for all that you have done. Come on. Jesus we love you. We see you healing the sick. You see, you're raising people that were supposed to die. Yes, we see you changing people's story, Lord. And we know that you have done it here again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. If you believe you've gotten something from the Lord, can you put your hands together for Jesus? <laughs> Remain standing, everybody. I'm not done. Remain standing, everybody. Close your eyes, everybody. Everybody close your eyes. Try to make sure your eyes are closed. It's not all the time that your eyes have to be open. If you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. You have not taken Him as your Lord and Savior. Or because of what you are passing through, you have denied Him in one way or the other. The problem was too much. That's why you did what you did. And uh, you know you are pri- the presence of God is not really with you. Because you have deviated. I will love you wherever you are to be sincere to yourself and lift up your hand. God wants to welcome you back. Lift up your hand. Yes, somebody's there. Lift up your hand. Yeah. Lift it up very well so God can see you. Wherever you are, you want to just come back to God and say, God, I'm sorry I ran away from you because of what I'm passing through. uh, But right now I'm back. I'm back. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Five people are still listening to me under the sound of my voice and their hands are still down. I want you to join them and lift up your hands. You're not lifting your hands to anybody. You're lifting up your hands to God.
0: All right, say, Jesus, I'm back. Come into my life. Take
1: control over me. I'm
0: of my darkness now. Into your marvelous night. Please, Jesus, And I'll trust you, God, with where I am And believe that you will have your way Just have your way, yeah Just have your way, yeah Even if my dreams hurt With all my life, my life, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh oh, wow oh 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 oh, 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 wow oh, wow oh, 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 oh